This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom, righteously American. Yes, indeed. Righteously American and back behind the microphone. It was my own good fault yesterday that the show that I did for you did not get uploaded to the podcast site, so people didn't get a chance to listen to it, but you will get to listen to it. Just hold your proverbial horses, and we'll have that up for you. Um, Right now, I am just chilling out over here. I've got a ton of content for you. Mexico's paying for the wall. Um, We have Christian persecution actually rising up all over the world. Christians dragged out and churches destroyed in two different countries. And then we're going to run down, uh, you know, well, lots of uh, stuff about gerrymandering. The U.S. Supreme Court throwing out a challenge to Republican-drawn electoral districts in Michigan. We're going to jump on that. There's also this story about Democratic Congresswoman Katie Hill having a three-way relationship with her husband and a female employee, uh, and then cheating on the the two of them with somebody else. Yeah, you heard me. She cheated on them with somebody else. So, interesting. Um, And then, uh, always sanitary pads is bowing down to the LGBT mafia, removing the symbol of womanhood from their products. Because apparently now a man can wear... A menstrual pad. Yeah. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Those are the stories. So um, I want to start off with, uh, before we get to the story about Mexico paying for the wall, I want to dive into the Christian persecution. So there have been so many different stories uh, uh, from around the world, starting in China, where they just recently raised a church that had 3,000 seats in it. And it was a church that was well attended um, it had been around for quite a while, quite a number of years. And the people there, the pastor and his wife were actually, I don't know what I want to, want to, want to call it. They were, they were falsely arrested. They're, they're being held on inciting gatherings, you know, inducing people to come to church. I, I'm serious, you guys. Um, so this is frightening, unbelievably frightening. And, and it's also, it, it makes me really sad because I think about how, we take everything about church for granted here in America. On Sunday, our pastor said that there's a significant number of our congregation who attend church once a month. Not, oh, I'm sorry, guys. People are like, where are you? <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> Just, I didn't realize I wasn't on camera. Uh, hold on. Transitioning over. Okay, there I am. Um, I didn't realize that that was like a thing. So there's a huge number of people at our church, according to our pastor, who attend church once a week, once a week, or I'm sorry, once a month. See, I got distracted by the fact that the camera wasn't on. So let me back that thing up and start it one more time. According to our pastor, there is a significant number of people there are at our church who attend church once a month, once a month. Hmm. So church is meant to be attended once a week and they're going once a month. I don't know why. 
I don't know why. So I'm sorry that um, there's not a lot of data as to why people are doing that. But he said, whether you're attending once a week or once a month, he wanted pe- we will, he wants us to share with people in our circle that we go to church, um, however sporadically that might be, and to invite them to go because most people are only one ask away from going to church. Now, contrast that with what we see coming out of the Christian Post. The People's Republic of China destroyed a church that reportedly could seat 3,000 people and detained the pastors. China Aid is an international nonprofit Christian a human rights group based in Texas, and they reported the incident in a statement released on Saturday. According to the group, Chinese authorities provided no legal papers to justify the demolition. They just came in and tore it down. The church is located in Funan, Anhui province. Its pastors, Gang Jimin and Sun Yang Yo, were detained under suspicion of gathering a crowd to disturb social order. China Aid President Bob Fu said in a statement that the incident is yet another clear example showing the escalation of religious persecution today by the Chinese communist regime. But it goes on further. The total disregard of religious freedom protection as enshrined in the Communist Party's own constitution tells the whole world that President Xi is determined to continue his war against the peaceful Christian faithful. This campaign shall surely fail in the end. And that's the China aid guy speaking there. So President Xi has had a wave of crackdowns on religious practices in China, and they have destroyed or damaged several churches, reflecting their concerns about the increasing Christian population in China. Now, I would love to see President Trump say something to him about it, but we'll see what happens. This has been going on since 2017. It appears to be getting worse. And then what they did over the summer was they actually tore a church to the ground, the True Jesus Church in Henan province. They dragged all the believers out. The believers were in the church worshiping and they dragged them out. And then they removed the Ten Commandments from nearly every three self church and meeting venue in the county of Liaoyang and replaced it with President Xi Jinping quotes. They say the Communist Party wants to sinicize Christianity. Now, if you travel across the globe to Muslim Nigeria, they're also destroying churches and attacking worshipers. Algerian government officials continue their brutal crackdown on a number of Christian communities, shuttering the doors to the largest Protestant church in the country. 700 member strong Church of the Full Gospel of Tizi Uzu was told by government officials that they would be shut down on Wednesday and on Tuesday as the congregants gathered for prayer and worship. Did you hear me? I said they were told that the church would be shut down on Wednesday. So they were in there on Tuesday praising and worshiping. Now I know we all have jobs and we have to work Monday through Friday, but these people aren't going to church once every three weeks. They don't go every fourth week. They're going multiple times during the week because they know their church is but one government order from being torn down and they won't have any place to gather. They were pulled out and anybody who resisted was beaten, including the pastor who was just trying to stop them from hurting the women. They were beating the stuffing out of the women as they dragged them out of the church as well. He says, uh, according to the Morningstar News, many members fled the building in fear. Others were forcibly dragged out. Pastor Selah Shala who heads up the Protestant churches in Algeria, wanted to protect them, but they beat him too. Chala told the Morning Star News, quote, the police intervened to force us out of our church, a church that exists and has been active legally and in the light since 1996. 
It's been 23 years that we exist in plain view. Why wait until today to do so? May everyone know that we have been beaten and abused, including our sisters too, in our own premises and for one reason only, our Christian faith. And because that is the cause of our pain, we are proud of it. Come on, people. Come on. On the same day, the 500-member Source of Life Church in Makud was also shut down. Footage of the raid shows members singing hallelujah as police stormed the premises. Fifteen churches have been closed since last year. Of the 46 Protestant congregations, some 15 have been closed since the start of this past year. According to Open Doors USA, there are just 125,000 Christians among a population of over 42 million people. And again, I say to you, we Americans are going to church once a week. And that's some of us. The rest are just going once every three or four weeks. And this isn't for me to make you feel guilty or act like you owe me anything. You don't owe me anything. But I'm just reporting this to you because we need to have a proper understanding of where we are within the body. We are in the freest place on earth where we can go to church or not go to church and no one punishes us. And yes, there's religious persecution in America, but we outnumber the non-religious people by such a large degree that any persecution that happens here in this country is because we allow it. We are only persecuted here in America because we don't stand up to these bullies and tell them, you're not getting any more of that done over here. You are going to take your demonic, unsaved self out of my presence with that persecution or come over here and let me love on you a little bit, feed you a meal and tell you a little bit about Jesus because that's what you really need because that's why you're so mad. You're mad because you don't know anybody. You don't know the one you need to know. The, the most important person you need to know, you don't know him. And that's why you're all mad. You're rife with unforgiveness. Your soul is all ate up with anger and resentment and you're bitter and you don't know, you don't know why everything is going against you and you're mad. And what you really need is for somebody to hug you really tight, pray over you, give you something warm to eat, listen to you, share your problems. And then why don't you come to church with me so we can get some praise and worship and get something going on here that will actually help you. But I'm telling you, the religious persecution that we're experiencing when we outnumber everybody else is because we allow it and only because we allow it. In a country where there's only 125,000 Christians, 42 million Muslims, and they're getting dragged out of church and they're still in there singing, they're not afraid. That's why I don't understand here where people say, well, I'm kind of afraid to tell people about the gospel. I mean, I do understand it. And don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm that big and bold when it comes to like strangers telling a stranger, do you want to come to church with me? But we do have this weird sense that we can't tell anybody about Jesus when we live in America where you're openly like you're welcome to tell anybody about anything you want. We do that. We act like that here in countries where they're wildly outnumbered. They go and sing and praise God in the middle of the week. They're in there singing and praising God unabashedly knowing that they have they're under order their church is about to be torn down so they're like well I'm gonna get in here one more time and lift my voice up and praise God in the church house one more time so not to belabor the point of course you can find this story from the right over at the show notes at listen.stacyontheright.com after the show I'm going to upload obviously you'll have today's podcast you'll have yesterday's that you can tune into And um, I have a bonus content for you today as well. Yes, you caught me. I'm trying to make up for 
my life getting in the way. Um, and for those who are wondering where I was, I'll just briefly say that we had a dear friend who passed away and I was a cu- the couple of days that I've missed over the past week have been for things related to that. Um, and I know that he's gone on to be with the Lord and we are so grateful for the time that we had with him and his friendship. And we just, I, I just encourage you, people always say it whenever someone dies, the people who are left behind say, hug your, um, hug your loved ones. Or they say, you know, nothing is promised to us, you know, make up with that person you're not reconciled with, or, you know, call your parents, treat, treat someone kindly. You never know what people are going through. So I just say all of those things to you, hug your loved ones, treat people with kindness and respect. And if there's anybody that you have anything against, go make up with them. Just go tell them, I'm sorry. And, you know, just even if you don't even think you're the one who was wrong, just say, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. And just get right with the people because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they feel. You don't know what they're thinking about. You don't know if you're going to get to see them ever again. And so just do those things. Death is so final. It's so amazing how we know what death is, but it takes someone near you to die for you to realize it's the ultimate cutoff. So anyway, um, Oh, this segment has gone by so quickly. I do want to get to Mexico paying for the wall. Now, this is good news. Um, and I love a little bit of good news at the beginning of the week. I love it in the middle of the week. I love it at the end of the week. I'll take it anytime I can get it. So here it is. Um, CNN is actually ticked off because President Donald Trump's border policies are <laughs> having the effect of a wall. <laughs> border policies are working fantastically because the Mexican government is cooperating with him. And the only reason they're cooperating with President Trump is because he threatened to put a tariff on all their goods. And so for people who say tariffs don't work, this is Donald Trump's tariff stick in your eyeball. Dig it out and come join us over here on the side as we do our, t- our shoulder dances and think about how good it is to be alive in America today. Yeah. Um, so the cooperation of the Mexican government is what is irking Univision anchor Jorge Ramos, from whom it is obvious CNN got all the talking points. Yeah, baby. They say that uh, he's a little upset that Mexico is paying for the wall. They actually had it in the title of their Sunday story by Catherine Choichette. It said, uh, uh, Natalie Galan also wrote this piece with talking points lifted from Jorge. Why some people say, why some say Mexico already built Trump's wall, dash, dash, and paid for it. That was the title of their story, y'all. Yes, I'll take that all day, every day. CNN admitting that President Trump is right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Stay there.
right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> okay. So, Smoke said, men with cycles, strong delusion, reprobate minds, Romans 1, Matthew 24, 2 Thessalonians, the truths of the Bible are being displayed right before our very eyes. What a great time to be alive. And I just say to you, that is the perfect attitude to have. We are in a time where, you know, it's it's almost like every delusion is being ripped off and people who are suffering with them are they're out there and they're waiting for us to come tell them the truth can you can you get excited about that with me right now can you say just mentally to yourself wow this is such a great time to be alive (laughs) this wow this is such an amazing time to just yeah So, yes, there are disturbing things and there are things like like when I hear about the Christian persecution or the trafficking of the children or, or, you know, there's there's plenty to be just enraged about. But there's also huge opportunities. If if you believe that Jesus Christ, the son of God, and you you can go tell someone about it, you can say, oh, man, I've got some fantastic news to tell you. And if they say, oh, you're just going to talk about Jesus. Yes. Yes, I am. Come with me. Join me. Come to church with us after church. Let's eat together. You know, let's let's go to let's go to brunch or let's confab back up at our house and everybody bring, you know, potluck. Everybody brings a dish um, and just entice them with what you're making. I make the meanest lasagna in America. That's not a part of the story. That's actually the truth. And I wish that I could make lasagna for all of you and that you would eat it. But then none of you would ever leave my house again because that's how good my lasagna is. It is world renowned for those who've tasted it but my husband doesn't like me to make it for people outside our family I think it's because he thinks people will move in and want to live with us forever I think that's what he thinks because the lasagna is that good I also make good gumbo so what whatever this isn't a cooking show if you want to entice someone to go to church with you 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 need only tell them that there's eating involved afterwards and they'll they'll probably they might just go just to get you off their back I'll go this once but that's the nature of church. If you're going to a great church that you enjoy and you invite someone, they're going to come and they're going to see you enjoying it. And they might think, wow, this music is suspect. <laughs> that's what my husband first said the first time we ever, the church we are members of now. Well, we're technically not members because we've never done that four-part class, but we've been going there for years and tithing there. And this place, so amazing um, that he didn't really like the music. But he kept coming because of the preaching and teaching from the pastor. And now I don't know if he like I don't, I don't even ask him about it anymore because everybody has something about a church that's not their favorite. So what any church that we've ever attended where I love the music, I was worried about the theolo- the, the theological moorings being strong and uh, foundationally secure. And that's much more disturbing than just listening to music that you don't love because we live in an era in an age where at any time of the day, all day long, you can listen to your own choice of music. You can create your own playlist. You, the soundtrack of your life is a literal thing now where you create the music that you listen to, put it in the order that you want to listen to it. You're never bound by the radio or commercials or anything else. So 
if the music isn't what you care for, because I honestly, when we were at the services earlier this week um, for our friend, it was pretty amazing to stand together in unison and sing from the hymn book. Oh, I felt like my soul was just soaring in the heavens with the people, a, a large group of people singing hymns together to sing them together. It was so just beautiful and uplifting. Well, we have contemporary Christian worship at our church and I love it. I do. I like it a lot, but I wish we had like one Sunday a month or a couple Sundays a month where we cracked open the hymnal and sang together. Our church is so big. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have that many people singing from a hymnal. It just would be beautiful, unbelievable. Um, So anyway, I got off on a tangent there. All right. So I promised that we were going to discuss um, this always thing. That's a big sigh before I tell a story that is obviously, here we go. All right. So, oh, by the way, if you want to get a Pierre Delecto shirt, Mitt Romney's uh, code name on Twitter, you can get one at (laughs) Breitbart.com. They're selling t-shirts. So feminist backlash after sanitary pad company caves to trans activists. The story is over at Breitbart and you know how much we love Breitbart here at Stacy on the Right. Some of our best friends are employed by Breitbart. And uh, if you want to say Breitbart is racist, I'm here to smack you across your hand and offer you a uh, stale, a stale, not a good one, a stale banana muffin. That's what I'm here for. Not because I want to be mean to you, but you deserve something stale to eat if you think Breitbart's full of racists. Anyway, 18-year-old British trans activist named Ben Saunders complained to Procter & Gamble, the maker of Always Sanitary Pads, saying not everyone who menstruates identifies as a female. Another transgender activist named Melly Bloom, Melly Boom, Melly Boom, how's that for a name, tweeted that there are non-binary and trans folks who still need to use your products too, you know. So Procter & Gamble, the maker of Always, capitulated to the demands of the activists, announcing, we're glad to inform you that as of December, we will use a wrapper design without the feminine symbol. Now, if you're a feminist, you should be madder than... You should be madder than 10 cats trapped in a bag together that this is going on. The decision to move the Venus symbol from the sanitary pad wrapper across Europe prompted widespread outrage from women, some calling for a boycott of Always products. Told you, the feminists ain't gonna have this. Wendy, who's a Brit, tweeted out, Always has the right to make a decision that alienates and marginalizes biological women. Should I read that? Okay, let me see if I can read it in a voice that sounds like I'm a Brit too. Always has the right to make a decision. And the cockney doesn't work, does it? Always has the right to make a decision. I'm not, it's not working for me. But a British chick tweeted this out. Won't read it in her voice. It alienates and marginalizes biological women just as I have the right to boycott always. Ooh, hashtag boycott always. Biologically only women menstruate. To remove the female symbol is denying biology. I will no longer purchase at Procter & Gamble products. Now, good luck with that. Now, she's a Brit, so she probably has a lot of other stuff she can buy. But here in America, if you want to buy stuff for your home, toilet paper, dishwashing detergent, dish soap, laundry detergent, you are actually going to have a tough time not buying Procter & Gamble products. And also, just so you know, when it's PG&E week, PG&E coupons come out of your grocer's coupon machine. If you read it, if you don't just throw it in the bag and and recycle it, 
the PG&E gives you $10 off every $30 worth of PG&E products you buy. So that's when you stock up, girls. When you're at the grocery store, yes, I said girls. You're at the grocery store and you're buying your products and it spits out. Take your stuff to the car and put it in the trunk. Come back inside the grocery store and get $30 of PG&E products and take the 10 bucks off. You just got a huge discount. And then when you do that, if it kicks out another coupon, take it. I'm not kidding, y'all. Put your stuff in the trunk, go back in and buy another $30 of PG&E products. And if you want to know how quickly you can get there, that's a, a 24 roll of mega size toilet paper with the PG&E brand. And they have many brands, probably the brands you're using. And then uh, a couple of the extra large sized um, like Dawn dish soaps or um, maybe you could stock up on the laundry detergent. Y'all, this I've done this before. We're, and I know it's a little extra expenditure, but you're basically buying it in advance and then you don't have to buy it for the next few months and you've saved all that money because every $30 you spend during PG&E week gets you a $10 off coupon, another $30 in PG&E products. It's, you can't beat that with a stick. So I don't know how these British chicks are going to boycott. How can you boycott a company that gives you those kind of discounts? Anyway, always genderless feminine hygiene products. Really? This is Christy Hassel. Only women have periods. That's a scientific fact. If your company does not understand this, how can I trust you to make a quality product? I might end up with a jock strap. <laughs> Hashtag put the symbol back. Hashtag boycott always. So pro- prominent feminist writer Julie Bendel told the UK Daily Mail on Sunday that removing the female symbol from sanitary towel packaging is basically the denying the existence of women. We're now moving towards the total elimination of women's biology. The women's symbol has been used by feminists for decades. This is pure cowardice and virtue signaling from these big corporate brands who are capitulating to the trans agenda. Maya Forstater, a woman who was fired from her think tank job for saying that men cannot change into women, wrote, the Venus sign in biology is used to represent the female sex. You know, the only people who will ever need these products. It does not represent gender identity. She's right about that. In a statement after the decision, Procter & Gamble said, quote, for over 35 years, always has championed girls and women, and we will continue to do so. We're also committed to diversity and inclusion, which remember when diversity just meant accepting black people? (laughs) And for those who didn't like it then, don't you wish that's all it meant now? You had it so good back then and everybody was mad. Now you can't even get mad because nobody knows what diversity means anymore. It means anything. A tree can have a period, you know, uh, that 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 concrete urn out there could have could have a child. We don't know what anything means anymore. Nothing means anything anymore. Back to the quote. We're also committed to diversity and inclusion. And after hearing from many people across genders and age groups, we realize that not everyone who has a period and needs to use a pad identifies as female. End quote. They added, quote, to ensure that anyone who needs to use a period product feels comfortable in doing so with always, we've updated our pad wrapper design. Our mission remains to ensure no girl loses confidence at puberty because of her period or gender. And we do this through our puberty education programs by providing access to period products with programs such as hashtag end period poverty and by using our brand voice to tackle societal barriers and stigma like we did in hashtag like a girl. The two transgender activists who started the controversy have since set their accounts to private. So can I just say that 
earlier, I was mockingly saying that you can't boycott Procter and Gamble. But after hearing that they're the ones who are behind that like a girl campaign and they're the ones who are teaching people about period poverty and they're actually already knee deep in the gender wars and they don't seem to understand that their products are for chicks. I might need to get a list of those Procter and Gamble products. Their coupons are not going to be enough to stop me from having to weigh in on this garbage. They're actually in the the culture war. They are a household goods product company. They're engaging in the culture war for which the majority of Americans, we stand apart from the culture war. We simply want to be able to buy stuff and recognize what it is when we look at the packaging. This is actually not that big of a deal when you think of the the woman's symbol, but the symbolic nature of the act that they've committed makes it a big deal because what they're saying is they're on the other side, the side that really honestly, what is it, like a million people, 850,000 to a million people who are gender confused? They're over there with them, and we're over here 180 million strong men and women with families who need to buy products that work. So she said, real men use depends. (laughs) And he's right. Guys, this is so idiotic. Come on. All right. Programming updates. So after today's show, after this live stream ends anyway, you'll have in the podcast area at listen.stacyontheright.com yesterday's podcast, today's that you're listening to right now. And then bonus content from Life Set. It's a short episode and it's so good, y'all. You should listen to it and enjoy it. Um, yeah, now I hear Mr. Bentley, the conservative pup of America, barking his brains out. Thank God it's the end of the show. Um, don't forget, you can always email your tips and sh- story ideas, uh, show ideas for to me at stacyontheright at gmail.com. And you can also enjoy more content over at StaceyOnTheRight.com. Thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. Don't forget to invite somebody to church and then feed them. I think that's how we beat these liberals back. Let's just be nicer to people than they are. Not hard. All right. God bless. Talk to you tomorrow.